Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Friday, November 5th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll set you up in 10 minutes to get you all set for the weekend. Lots on tap, including some UFC. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, alongside Joe Fortenball, as I am every Friday in another big weekend. This time we get some UFC in there. Absolutely. And this is a card we've been looking forward to for months. There have been some really good UFC cards lately, don't get me wrong, but this is one of those cream of the crop type cards. Madison Square Garden, couple big rematches Saturday night. Going to be staying up late. You know me, Douglas. I like to go to bed early on Saturday nights to get ready for the Sunday show, but that will not be the case tomorrow. No, no, no. Some some good uh, action from MSG. Let's let's start in the association, uh, just, you know, chronologically. Uh, what what's what's your top NBA play here? I've been going through a few. Uh, the Knicks Bucks under is one that's jumped out to me. I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. But what I really like is the under in the Warriors Pelicans game tonight. That's an ESPN game, 10 p.m. Eastern. Open 217 and a half. Bet down to 215 and a half at the current moment. We've seen unders cashing like crazy so far in the NBA this year due to some of the rule changes. These two teams are poster children for those new rules. 12-3-1 to the under. The Warriors and Pelicans are combined. 12-3-1. Golden State's number one in the NBA in defensive efficiency. New Orleans 24th in offensive efficiency. They've been missing Zion, obviously. Under 215.5 Pelicans Warriors. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, look, we, the story is all the unders, right? That, that, that's been really the over uh, overwhelming sort of narrow nar- uh, narrative with the betting. I'm on the Cavs. This team has been so solid ATS. They're getting five and a half in Toronto. They're just a team that covers a lot. They went 0-2 out of the gates, and then they've only not covered once. They are 6-1 and since. I, I just love everything about them when they got the two seven-footers in the lineup. They protect the rim. There's just a lot to like with Cleveland. I was a, kind of a year early with them last year. Um picking their overwind total. I think I should have done it this year. But nonetheless, I, I do like their unders, and I'm going back to Brooklyn. This has come down from 212. It's 211. I see some 210 and a half. Again, another uh, situation where I like the Brooklyn under for all the reasons we've talked about, that they're having trouble kind of figuring things out without Kyrie. The last game, they went over by four points, but every other game was under before that. They were a seven straight to begin the season to the under, so I think we get back to that at Detroit because obviously we know the Pistons can't do much offensively. Any other NBA for you? That's it for me. I'm ready to talk college football. Yeah, let's are. go to the gridiron. I don't have a huge card. I added some last night. Uh, what, what do you have for the people here? So we've been talking about some of these all week on Daily Wager, so I'm not going to dive too deep. I like Tennessee over Kentucky. Um, I do like uh, the first half under in the Oregon-Washington game. So what I'm going to do is rip off a couple others I haven't really talked about as much. Number one, Purdue plus three over Michigan State. I am going to make a wager on this one. Michigan State, number three in the country now, off the huge comeback win over Michigan. Could get caught looking ahead to big games in the future against Ohio State and Penn State. Little old Purdue, top 10 in the country in scoring defense. They love to throw the football. Michigan State, 127th 
out of 130 teams in passing defense. I think there's going to be a surprise in Indiana. I like the Boilermakers there. I'm also going to play um, Auburn and Texas A&M under 49 and a half points. A&M's had two weeks to get ready for the game. At home, Kyle Field, lots of crowd noise. Number three scoring defense at Jimbo Fisher's disposal. Auburn's been very good. Uh, they are coming off a big win against Ole Miss. This is a quick turnaround for a big game, under 49 and a half. And then I'm just going to throw this out there again. The Alabama LSU over in the first half, 34 and a half points. I think Bama's going to get theirs. And I think LSU will probably have a couple tricks up its sleeve. This is Edo's last go-round as the LSU head coach facing Alabama. Two weeks to get ready. So I think we're going to get a lot of points in the first half of that game as well. All right. I have a few plays. I'm going to start with the, the bailout game Saturday night. That's Hawaii because this, <laughs> this number's coming down. It's a lot of sevens out there. There's still a couple seven and a halfs, a handful, I should say. Look, San Diego State suffered its first loss. We see this all the time when teams finally lose. Sometimes it can domino uh, and snowball from there, especially a team that kind of needed to go undefeated to have that special season. I also think they've been playing with fire a little bit. Not that strong offensively, though, although getting it done defensively. But also they're going to the mainland. Excuse me, they're coming from the mainland to the islands. And Hawaii is a home dog over the years. is just a great play. Um, I love them plus seven and a half. And... There's just not much beyond that. They stink on the road. Their defense is good, but they have look. They just beat Fresno State outright at home, and they're two and zero this year at home as a dog. They are two and zero last year. I just that's what they do, and they lull people to sleep, so to speak. I mean, the Utah State game, they nearly beat them as well. So I'm on that one. Uh, a late ad for me is Arizona State. I was kind of leaning there. I almost was on it like Wednesday and then Stanford Steve talked about it. So I was like, all right, somebody's on board here. I'm laying it with the Sun Devils. This USC team is kind of in disarray with the coaching change. They barely beat Arizona, who's winless this year, for those who don't know. And I just think ASU off back-to-back losses can kind of, like their best is way better than USC's best, especially after losing their stud wide receiver, uh, USC did. So I, I think ASU, it can get away from them. I like the team total over 34 and a half. Uh, there's just a lot to like with this matchup. Now, obviously USC has talent. And with Slovis can go in there and keep it within the number, but I just don't think they have the mental t- like fortitude to do it. There's just not that much going on that I really like with USC right now. I think they're kind of a hot mess, so I'll lay it with the Sun Devils off back-to-back losses. Yeah, d- down there, stud-wide receiver, yeah, right? London. USC, it's another one of those, hey, we have expectations, and then we start slow, we slip up, we fire our coach, we lose our star player. Like, how much motivation is there going to be? I like where you're at there. I agree with the Arizona State. All right, let's wrap things up with UFC at MSG. Uh, Three big fights I want to get to. How are you approaching the Gaethje-Chandler fight? Under one and a half rounds. So Chandler, uh, two big questions coming into this fight. One, does he have the gas tank to take it into deep water? Two, does he have the patience to try to take this fight to the mat where he's got some excellent grappling skills. And I think the answer to both those questions is no. I mean, he's a guy that's known to gas out, and he loves to go balls to the wall early and often in fights. Last five fights, four of them ended in the first round. The one that didn't ended 19 seconds into the second round, and that was his last fight against Charlie Olives, right? And then you got Justin Gaethje on the other side, who loves to stand and trade. This dude's another excellent grappler, but he never uses it. He wants to stand and throw blows. So starting with that fight, I'm going under one and a half rounds. I'm thinking along the same lines. I just think Gaethje's durability is second to none. And, you know, more, so thus more than Chandler. Uh, I, I think we see fireworks here. I got Gaethje minus 120 inside the distance. I it's, I do not anticipate yeah. going, though. There's too many fireworks here. So I just think you can capitalize on inside the distance. Let's go to the Namajunas fight. 
Uh, I, I like her minus 05. I mean, it's just kind of a strange uh, line given she, you know, it just doesn't make sense. She won the last match and she's so precise with her striking that I have to fire on the uh, on her minus 05. It's just remarkable. You and I are going to be on opposite sides. Okay. I like Zhang in this one. Um, so you go back to the, the one they when they fought the first time. Zhang closed minus 200. And now in this fight, she's minus 115. So that's a big adjustment. Yep. Now, there is a big data point between the last fight and this fight that contributes to that. And that's that Rose head kick that flattened Wei Lee. She won that fight. And she's a huge fan favorite. And the public's going to be all over her. She's incredible. Absolutely incredible. But if, if Rose had dominated that fight, if that had been five rounds, going the distance, unanimous decision, I could understand the move. One head kick that flattens the opponent, I'm not going to call it lucky because it's not lucky. But I think adjustments can be made. And I think that this is too much of an over-adjustment based on how that last fight went. So I think we have a good price on Zhang here. I will lay the one for All right, so you're going to trust the market on that front. That's okay. All right, so let's go to the another rematch, Usman and Covington. This one's tough because I was really impressed with Covington in the last bout, but I do like Usman here. How about you? I am going to play the total. Okay. So it opened two and a half, and you can obviously get alternatives, but most places are at three and a half now. To go over two and a half, it's minus 200. To go over three and a half, it's minus 150. I played both of those. I obviously like laying a little bit more juice with two and a half. You watch these guys the first time they fight. They go deep into the fifth before Usman wins by TKO, right? Covington's biggest strength is his cardio. He has excellent cardio, as does Usman. And we all know the same narrative coming into this fight. Usman is leveled up, okay? His striking is so much better now than it used to be. But Covington knows this too. We all saw the Masvidal fight. It's not like it's a surprise waiting for him. So he knows he's going to have to be a little bit more tentative. He's going to have to be a little bit more cautious, unlike the last fight where they just stood and traded for five rounds. I don't think that's what Covington wants to do, and I don't think it's what he should do. If you want a different outcome, you're going to have to produce a different fight, and I think he's going to have to try to take this to the mat. Now, easier said than done because Usman's takedown defense is 100%. No one's ever gotten him. But I think the threat of a takedown has to be present so it can set up everything else. Cat and mouse game, I think it goes into deeper waters, over 2.5 minus 200 and over 3.5 minus 150. Okay, I'm thinking along the same lines, but I like Usman to win. So I'm actually going to bet an exact round prop with 3, 4, and 5 and hope it doesn't go decision. So, But you can get nice payouts, and you're creating like 4 to 1 in neighborhood uh, when you do this. So if you do a half unit on round 3 and then a quarter unit on rounds 4 and 5, you know, tweak it a little bit because the round five is such a lofty payout at 22 to one, you can create a nice sort of prop for yourself that Usman wins in rounds three, four, or five. And then you can maybe live bet it. You've done this before. I, I yeah, like this. So You've done I, I just, this before. I, I'm with you. It's almost like parlaying Usman in the over, right? But but then not doing decisions. So you could throw a decision in the mix too, right? Like you could add it so it's like a fourth outcome, right? If you think, I just think Covington did really well early and then he kind of faded and ran out of gas so i just think uzman's gonna not go for the quick strike i think we could we're gonna see a little bit more wrestling from covington so i like the three four five mix it up maybe play a little bit here you know you know shade like like i said half unit on three obviously less than that on four and five so play around with the numbers a little bit and have a fun sort of prop i like it i like it uh big card buddy if we can get through maybe turn a little profit tonight Turn a bigger profit tomorrow. We have the opportunity to give it all back on Sunday. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's one way to approach things. All right. Thanks to uh, you, Joe. And thanks to everyone listening and rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Really appreciate it. Helps our analytics and metrics. 
best of luck this weekend. The calendar has turned to November. Football weather is definitely here. And uh, let's win this weekend.